When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Welcome to the Rural Mutual Roundtable. I'm Pam Yankee. So glad you're along with us. This program, a dialogue on how you can operate safely, your home, your farm, your business. And it's brought to you courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. Remember, you can find them online, ruralmutual.com, and of course, across all the social media streams as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. One of the people that you might want to search out on those social media channels is our guest today, Chris Selecta. He is the Safety and Loss Control Manager for Rural Mutual Insurance. Did you know that in 2017, there were 41 farm fatalities here in the state of Wisconsin? In 2018, 34 farm fatalities. And that's the most recent data available from Wisconsin's Department of Health Services. And those are farm fatalities. It does not speak to the farm accidents where someone might have been disabled, someone might have lost a limb, someone might have been out of work for a while. Those numbers we do not realize. And I know those numbers bother Chris. So today, as we all get busy with spring outdoor plans, including Wisconsin farmers, we're going to focus in on what you can do to make sure you're operating safely. First, Chris, thanks for joining us in studio today. Talk to me a little bit about when you got started and started to express your passion on farm safety. Sure. Well, good morning, Pam. Um, you know, I got into safety years ago. I've been a firefighter for over oh, 25 odd years now. So my uh, focus getting into safety was I saw a lot of the backside of it. What happened when people weren't safe, the accidents that occurred on the roadways, uh, workplace accidents, people getting stuck in machines, losing fingers, losing legs. So I saw that personal element of it. And that really drove me to get into the occupational safety side of it uh, and ultimately led me to my role with Rural Mutual today. Yeah. Well, and we can use you at this time of the year. Weather is improving. Everybody is anxious. It feels like we've been delayed this year trying to get started on field work, spring planting, etc. Let's talk a little bit about this time of the year as a rural mutual agent, Chris. Whether it's you in the Fox Valley or whether it's anybody across the state of Wisconsin, uh, the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, do you see escalated call volumes? How does the tempo of your business change at this time of the year? We do. It's really interesting. So our role in safety and loss control, and it's myself, and we've got a team of three other loss control consultants all spread throughout the state of Wisconsin. Uh, we work cooperatively, not only with our underwriters, um, our agents out in the field, as well as our claim staff. This time of year, unfortunately, we see because there's more vehicles moving on the roadway, large vehicles, uh, you know, days aren't still as long as they should be in the summer. So we've got that nighttime component to it. Ground is still soft in a lot of areas. So we see accidents related to rollovers, soft shoulders. Um, so there's still a, a, an issue that we see on the traveling roadway and in the planting season as well as in the fall season it doesn't take a break. Uh, so our big focus is in making sure that the farms understand what some of these problems are that are out there and the things that they can do to you know help that situation. Uh, too often we focus in on what the driving public does when we're traveling down the roadway uh, and this is an opportunity for us as, as a farmer to take a little bit of responsibility making sure we've got good lighting on there, the good practices yielding right away when those, those situations occur. Yeah. 
Well, and you hit the nail on the head. I know that I'm going to start getting emails and texts from folks that are headed to the field or coming out of the field. Oh, they passed me on the right or they passed me on the shoulder. Okay, you can't change their actions. You can only change your own. So let's start off with how you coach them up first. I said to Chris, guys and gals, uh, farm safety, they hear it and it rolls right off them. They don't even, they think that they've got lights, I've got uh, my slow moving vehicle, and that's it. Talk to me about the, the 360, the walk around that you suggest. They're, they're running around equipment all the time at this time of the year, but tell me a little bit about the 360 walk around. Sure. You know, one of the things I focus in on when we talk about safety is not just you know getting lost in the noise of talking about farm safety or occupational safety, making it personal, helping people to understand that the whole reason we talk about safety is to make sure that they get home in the same condition that they left for work in that day. We don't want to see people injured. We don't want to see property damage accidents. So when we start talking talking about farm safety as a whole, that's our, our driving force that we've got there. When we talk about the safety walker on the safety 360, that is a huge component of safely operating a vehicle on the roadway. You know, today's tractors and farm implements are huge compared to the ones that were years ago. You know, you're driving a, a tractor that might take up the entire roadway going down the road. So it's imperative to make sure that we've got safety equipment that's functional. We talked a little bit about lights. You know, we see these situations where we've got a couple of lights that come from the manufacturer on it. That's great. Look at the price of LED lighting today. Super cheap. Doesn't require a whole lot of effort in terms of integrating into the existing electrical system. Not like it was years ago with the, the halogens and the quartz lights that sucked a lot of power off of the truck. Um, they're cheap. They're easy to install. Put a ton of them on there. You look at emergency vehicles, tow trucks, fire trucks, police trucks, ambulance. It looks like a Christmas tree going down the roadway. Our farmers should have that same mentality when it comes to the lighting on their vehicle. Make sure that they're visible on the roadway. Uh, we see situations where I'll walk up and I'll do a walk around with a farmer, and some of these lights are so dim you can barely even tell that they're lighting up. Um, and the mindset is, well, I'm complying with you know whatever the state DOT statute is on uh, the farm implements, but it's not enough to comply. We really have to take it that step further make sure we're protecting ourselves as the farmer, but also protecting the people that are driving on the roadways around us. Well, and like I said, that's that's where the rub always is. We want to blame somebody else for incidents. Well, you can't change their uh, operation. You can't change how they handle the road, but you can protect yourself. And the other thing, Chris, to your point, again, Chris Selecta is in studio with us. He's one of the farm safety loss prevention specialists with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is the Rural Mutual Roundtable. The other thing is, don't think just about yourself. How many times does your brother-in-law jump in, dad gets in, your son, your daughter... Now you need to think about them as well. Yeah, one of the big factors. So anytime we, we do a lot of uh, post-incident analysis on claims that have occurred, one of the things that we always focus in on are all those contributing factors. And there's a lot of times where we see a claim that develops a traffic accident, some type of equipment failure or an injury, where the phrase came about, well, I was just going to hop in and do this for a quick minute, or so-and-so was just going to hop in and run it down to the shop. Uh, and there was this mindset that it was a quick thing and that it wasn't a planned event. And that's usually when the, the stars align and and that injury accident occurs at that point. Yeah. Now, we were talking about the lights specifically, but I think of a whole lot of other safety-related items, especially, as you said, our equipment is bigger. That planter is huge now. How does uh, the Department of Transportation view some of those implements? Uh, we used to be able to share the road with a vehicle. Now, 
to your point, we may take it all up. So what do we need to do? Do we adjust our hours, Chris? What uh, does Rural Mutual and the Department of Transportation suggest for some of this big equipment that's got to go? Or do I have a, a trailing vehicle, just like if it was an oversized, you know, just like it is oversized? Give us some coaching on that. So there's a lot of great information that's out on the internet right now. So if you go to the ruralmutual.com website, uh, type in, you know, implements of hundred, uh, husbandry or IOH, same thing with the Wisconsin DOT website. If you go in there and type in that same thing, IOH, there's a lot of pages and information on there talking about all the lighting requirements. And there's, there's quite a few of them. It depends on the type of equipment, the size, yeah. how much of the roadway that you're taking up. But at the end of the day, a couple of things to keep in mind. So first and foremost is making sure that if you're occupying that roadway, you're going over the center line and you have traffic coming at you, make sure you're yielding the right of way. You know, make sure you get that moved over if you can. Sometimes you got a deep ditch there and you, you have to wait for that next spot. But making sure that you're yielding right away. Make sure if you're in a situation too, we see this with the, the country roads, you get a line of traffic going behind you and that's when those people get impatient and they do stupid things. If you see that line start forming, take a quick second, pull over, give them a little bit of room so that they can get past you safely on a straightaway um, instead of making a rash decision and going around that equipment on a corner or another blind spot. Um, the other thing too is when we're talking about traveling, you know, scheduling isn't the easiest thing. You can try, but we all know how that, how well that works. We, we make hay when the sun shines. Uh, so just being aware of what other people are doing on the road and sometimes maybe taking an extra second or two of our time uh, just to hopefully not set up a situation where you get these impatient drivers making a rash decision. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, it's like rush hour in the city. You know, if you want to avoid that kind of headache, then change your plan and make sure that you're either before or after. Very good. Uh, now, let's uh, focus in again on what, what we're talking about here, folks. Very simple things that you may or may not be doing, but paying attention to some of those details. Uh, we talked about the walk around, Chris. Now, you Rural Mutual Insurance works very closely with farm bureaus, with any civic group that wants to focus in on safety. Tell me about some of the other high point conversations that you have. You mentioned towing. You know, we hope we don't have to, but given the weather that we've had, there may still be a wet spot out there, or as you've said, a soft shoulder. You've got a very specific strategy you want farms to think about when it comes to towing, pulling, trying to get somebody out. Yeah, springtime, we tend to see more of these incidents than we do at any time of the year. You think about it, the ground is soft, the snow melt has just run off, the frost is coming out of the ground, we're trying to get out into those fields. And what happens is when we're driving trucks, either if we're transiting a, a wetter field to get to a drier field or you know just getting in and out of it, we hit these wet spots and vehicles get stuck. Um, unfortunately, we've seen a number of claims resulting from people trying to unstuck or unstick the vehicles. Um, one of the big things we focus in when we're doing that is making sure that you're using the proper equipment for it. Uh, you know, years ago, we just hook up a tow chain and we would jerk the vehicle out problem with that is a chain has no give to it. Uh, and what happens is the chain breaks at its weakest link. If it's repeatedly yanked and you know trying to pull something out, eventually that chain will elongate, it'll fracture at that point, and those pieces can come rocketing through a window. Uh, we actually had a claim not too long ago, uh, an operator was using, we call it a snatch strap, just a regular uh, fabric strap. It's got a little bit of stretch to it. Uh, they took a running start, 
jerked it. Uh, the, one of the buckles broke, and it came through the back window of the tractor that he was in. Uh, sheared off roughly about half of his ear. Uh, had it have come about a quarter of an inch closer, uh, unfortunately, that gentleman may not be here today. He wouldn't be here today. Uh, he was super, super lucky. Uh, and he took that as an educational opportunity to not only talk to his coworkers, but also farmers around the area and sharing what ex- happened to him uh, and making sure that they're using proper toe strategies. Uh, so first and foremost, don't use chains. I mean, absolutely don't use chains. Even if it's the last possible thing, wait, find something else. Um, if you're going to use the straps on there, make sure you're not taking that running start. I know that's the way we were all taught from earlier on. You get that momentum going, you get that strap stretched out, and then as it rebounds, you pull it out. The problem with that is a lot of our equipment, it's used repetitively, and that repetitive use on there is abuse on that where it'll break down. One of the devices that I've seen uh, used with great success in Wisconsin uh, is a device called the Safety Pull, S-A-F hyphen T Pull. It's a positive metal attachment that occurs between the tractor and the vehicle that it's pulling out. Uh, So all you do is you latch onto that, and if you need a secondary vehicle for extra traction, you can always hook that in in line, so you kind of run a train. Uh, But you don't have these breakdowns where you have these chains or straps snapping and coming through the back windows. Um, you know, obviously that's a little bit of an investment. Sometimes it's easier to use those fabric snatch straps. The one thing I would impart on people, if you're going to do that, is putting some type of a fabricated gate uh, or grate over that back window. So if it does let loose, that there's some type of protective feature that's in between you and that rocketing piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Letta in studio with us. He is one of the farm safety loss prevention specialists on the team at Rural Mutual Insurance. He's up in the Fox Valley, but he's with us today on the Rural Mutual Roundtable to make sure that you're thinking about some of the some of the smaller details that don't that are not small if an accident occurs. And that's the other thing I kind of want to go to, Chris. Uh, hopefully, I'm not leading us too far off your agenda. Communication. Drives me buggy, and I laugh about it because I'm in the communications business, so you'd think I'd have a team that would get it. My team doesn't get it. Where are you going? How long are you going to be there? When am I going to be, when should I get concerned? And I'm I'm just a little operator. I only have siblings and a husband to worry about. When it comes to larger operations, multiple tracks, distance away from the farm, how do you help them get coordinated, or do they get coordinated? I think one of the big things is focusing on an overall safety program, on a safety plan, if you will. Uh, First thing we want to highlight is make sure there's accountability. Where is everybody at? How long are they going to be there? And when are they expected back? And if they're not, you know, if they overextend uh, that, you know, they're going to be back at five o'clock for dinner and they don't make it back till six. Well, then we need to send somebody out and look for them or by 530. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that we have some way of communicating with those people in the field. There's a lot of parts of Wisconsin where cell phone oh. signals still can't reach. You know, so there's that issue of it. We might have to physically go out there, especially springtime too. think about it this way with the weather patterns that we have and how quickly and dynamically yeah. they could shift. You could get up for breakfast in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. You look at the weather report. Eh, there's a chance for rain. You're out in the field and you look off in the distance and you see those clouds forming, you may not have good cell coverage to get severe weather warnings. So making sure that there's some way of integrating that into your communications plan. Uh, Because the last thing you want to be doing is caught out in the open if you've got severe weather coming in. Right. Well, and you know, the other thing that, and I know they realize it, but the average audience member may not. 
Farmers do a lot of work by themselves. They are alone on that operation. Moms in town may be working a job. Kids are going to school or caught up in their own activities. They work alone. And just making sure that somebody knows where you are. Text message. I know I, I got a bunch of guys that have said they text each other, mm-hmm. basically, regular updates so somebody knows where they are. Yep. And that's a great strategy, too. You know, integrate it with, you know, sharing your funny memes with everybody. You know, what's going on? You know, even at lunchtime, if you take a quick break and you can maybe hop in the truck and drive somewhere where you've got cell coverage, uh, just that quick update. Because injury accidents happen so quickly and without warning. It could be something as simple as stepping out of the cab, you step the wrong way and you twist an ankle and fall. Um, worst case, you get hung up on the stairs, you know. So one of those things, we want to make sure that we've got good communications plans. Think about that. Put a little bit of thought into it. We all know what our, you know, our cell coverages around the fields that we're working and around the properties that we're working in. So just take that extra couple of seconds to plan that stuff out. Do you suggest a written plan, Chris? I mean, you make a good point. I'm starting to think about that severe weather issue and uh, uh, employees that may not be as familiar with our farmstead as we are. Do you suggest a written plan? Uh, you know, I don't want to say protocol. That sounds like we're milking cows. But, but something written so that if I walk in the barn... And Joe's still out there. What do I do? Yep. A list of something like that? Absolutely. So you know, it kind of varies. You know, if you've got a farm where you've got you know five family members and you know it's a couple of you know siblings or cousins or maybe one hired hand, it's a little bit hard to sit down and write a written program. Great news is Rural Mutual has a lot of these checklists already built for you. So all you have to do is reach out to your agent. We can send you a copy. You put the name of your farm on it. It's got a very simple little checklist, one page long. Uh, we call them emergency action plans, and it goes much beyond just farm safety. You know, it deals with commercial and everything else. But the idea is the same. It, it talks about who do we have to contact in an emergency? Where do we go in an emergency? Talks about things like if you get injured on the job, who do you call? You know, if you're insured through Rural Mutual, we've got a 800 number for a nurse hotline that you can call into immediately anywhere. You don't even have to travel into town. Uh, so make sure in that emergency action plan that you delineate what you're going to do, when you're going to do it. Talk about things like severe weather. Uh, if you have a fuel leak out in the field, how do you recover that stuff? Um, you know, things beyond just injury incidents that might occur. You know, and you make me, you're making me think about uh, simple stuff. You know, I, I, we talk jargon in agriculture, don't we? I'm in the back 40. Well, if I have to give instructions to an EMT, a fire department, how do I give them instructions to get to the back 40? Yeah. You know, using references, and I, I always laugh, too, because, again, my background as a firefighter, I moved up to the Fox Valley area probably about 12, 13 years ago, and on the fire department, there's a lot of guys that were born and raised, and they still use directions of reference by go past the Ott farm or, or go past the Smith farm and then hang a left. Well, that's not a farm anymore. It's, you know, something else. It's either a house or a subdivision or it's a different family that's bought it all together. And I know it is the Smith farm. Um, so making sure that you've got good references in that EAP, you can also use maps. And we always encourage people having a, uh, a map book of all the properties that they're farming, whether it's owned land or leased land that they've got in there. The other thing that you can do too is, you know, with cell phones these days, assuming you've got cell phone coverage, we can pull GPS coordinates off of stuff left and right. A lot of equipment we're using in the fields gives us those GPS coordinates. You can use that as a reference point that's in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's where technology, even though it may ring or it may beep at you, it uh, can also save your life. Chris Saletta in studio with us, part of the Farm uh, Safety and uh, 
loss prevention team for Rural Mutual Insurance. Remember their website. It's real simple. RuralMutual.com. And like Chris said, if there's an agent in your community, somebody you're working with, reach out to them and they'll help you get these materials. You know, make it a project for the kids. Uh, Keep them involved in things and uh, have them kind of buy in on ownership of the safety plan for the spring. What else are we not thinking about, Chris, that we should be? I think the big thing is just making sure, too, when we're operating the vehicles, especially this time of the year, wetter soils, um, that we're operating with due regard when it comes to the inertia and the um, the momentum behind those vehicles. Um, we don't have as many seasonal workers, typically, in the planting as we do in fall, but still we see that from time to time, especially in today's current environment. Um, so one of the things making sure that everybody's aware of is what that vehicle's center of gravity is loaded versus unloaded. You know, you might be traveling down the road and it's not loaded. Your center of gravity, your momentum, and your braking distance is substantially different. Um, There's times where I've seen operators that aren't very well uh, experienced or trained. They go to take a sharper curve and that you know, that center of gravity is higher up in the vehicle because of where the load is sitting at or whatever they're hauling, and it causes that vehicle to tip and roll because they're in a soft shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so really having that, um, you know, in mind as you're handling that vehicle, slow it down a little bit. You know, it's not a rat race. It's, you know, I hate to say it's not as bad as uh, harvest season, but it's still, we need to keep that stuff in mind regardless of the year. Well, and this is the kind of conversation that may start with spring planting, spring f- uh, tillage work, but it is a conversation that should be held all year round because I'm sure you would... Uh, endorse Chris. Safety is should be your top priority every day around the farm, whether it's animal agriculture, whether it's the crops. Uh, every day you should be thinking safety. And like you said, we're excited. We want to get at it. Been a while since we have been in the tractor doing some positive work, but thinking about uh, who's around us, who we need to protect, and protecting ourselves. Absolutely. Like I said, at the end of the day, our main focus is making sure that everybody gets home in the same condition that they arrived to work or better, depending on the day of the week. Um, but one of the things you always want to focus on, too, as a business, as a farm, is that financial impact to the business that incidents occur. Uh, so you roll a truck. Think right now in the logistics. If you've gone out to try to buy a piece of equipment right now, good luck. Um, you know, and we have that same problem. We're trying to you know get that piece of equipment taken care of from a claim standpoint, getting it into a shop. You know, We're lacking in a lot of mechanics right now, just that portion of it. Um, you know, beyond that, the financial impact of it too is taking that couple of extra seconds sometimes can mean thousands of dollars of difference. Um, I always run into the, the the mindset with farmers saying, well, you know, it's farm work. It's dangerous work. Yes, absolutely it is. But it doesn't mean that you can't do it safely and efficiently. And I've had some farms that have just terrible safety records that we've worked with and really turned it around um, because we can focus in on showing them, here are the things you can do. We can give you a couple of steps to start working on. It's not an overnight process um, to start working towards that. Uh, we had one perfect example. We had one large farm we worked with a couple of years ago. Um, they were literally paying almost double the amount for their workers' compensation insurance. You know, so the state of Wisconsin sets all your workers' compensation insurance premiums across the state, regardless of company. And they base that on what has happened to your employees' workforce over the past preceding four years, roughly. Um, and this particular employer had a, a number of problems that were going on. So we sat down with them and we gave them some very focused uh, action points of things that they could do, uh, programs they could implement, and processes that they could start following. And in about three to four years, they've completely turned that around, going from paying almost double what they norm- or what they should have been paying to now getting a, a what we call a credit mod, uh, that they're getting about a 20% discount on their workers' compensation on those state rates that are established for them. Yeah. So there's a lot of incentives beyond just making sure that we get home safe. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a pretty good one right there, just getting home safe, your family home, your employees home safe. Uh, Chris, 
like we said, you're one of a team of folks at Rural Mutual that really invest your time, your energy in making sure that people take this seriously. Do you invite people to call and have their agent come out and work with them? I mean, it may not be ideal timing right now, I will give you, because right now we're frothy to get going. But do those conversations, are they are they appropriate? Absolutely. And we always you know extend that out, even if you're insured or not with rural. Um, have that conversation. If you have questions, I mean, we're obviously the, the number one farm insurer in the state of Wisconsin. We've got a plethora of professional networks uh, you know, through the different entities all throughout Wisconsin to help with farm safety. So if you have a question, reach out to your agent. They can get you in contact with anybody in our safety and loss control staff. Um, you know, for our insureds, it's the same thing. Reach out to your agent. They'll get you connected and plugged in. We've got huge amount of resources, written programs, checklists, all that type of stuff um, that would help somebody out in a farm. Yeah, you're right, Chris. And remember, folks, you do not have to reinvent the wheel. As Chris pointed out, Rural Mutual has got a complete library of materials available all online to make sure that you're operating safely. Go to RuralMutual.com, page down, and you will find their Learning Center, which has special information about your personal safety, farm safety, business safety, cybersecurity. You can brush up on all those items under their Learning Center tab. And then if you go to the Farm Safety tab, you'll have an opportunity to focus in on how you can get your equipment ready for the spring planting activities that lie ahead. Simple things like remembering to always call 811 if you're planning to make any kind of renovation plans around the farm. They focus in on hazardous material, fire safety, uh, agritourism and how you can safely have guests on your farm, animal handling, ATV safety, children on the farm, confined spaces, crop storage and handling, and more. So like we said, all the resources are there. All you need to do is tap into them. That's RuralMutual.com. And as always, you can also connect with them through social media channels like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as LinkedIn. Everything at one spot, RuralMutual.com. I always like to put a plug in, too, that if you're looking for a Rural Mutual agent near you that can come by, take a look at your property, maybe give you some suggestions on things that you could improve or ways that you can protect yourself, your family, your neighbors, your investment, that tab, again, is available right there, RuralMutual.com. And that, again, is our Rural Mutual Roundtable, featuring our guest, Chris Selecta, in studio with us, Safety and Loss Control Manager for Rural Mutual Insurance. Please, folks, make sure this spring is the spring you emphasize operating safely. Have a great Saturday.